0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 162, part two of the Quickie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thank you for being here. This is part two of my interview with Doc Reed, graphic designer and screen printer working as a Reedicus out of North Carolina. During part two of this interview, we get into the tough stuff, the challenges, We talk about the struggles of balancing family and career. We talk about learning the phrase and the meaning of the phrase, it's who you know, not what you know. He also tells us a story about the camp t-shirt he designed that uh, definitely did not go as planned and what happened there. We also get into the most important project of his life. I wonder what that could be. We also talk about imposter syndrome and battling that. It's loaded. So here we go. Let's get into part two. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Doc Reed. Here we go.
1: Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So are you ready for a
0: Quickie? All right, Doc, the next few questions I have for you take you down part of your career where you likely made some mistakes, learned some lessons, and I want to pull those stories out of you. All right. Um, so what's been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it?
1: Um I was gonna say the most challenging time in my career, I would have to sort of piggyback on like what uh, Andrew Hawk said about like right now is the Never heard hardest of
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just American kidding. Andrew.
1: Yeah. Um Love the, Andrew. Uh, the <laughs> he's a solid dude. Um, but right now just sort of, um, sort of, well, I'm hitting that point in my career where it's kind of like I've been at it for 17, 18 years mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, just wondering what's next type of a thing, you know, as can I keep doing it? Uh, should there be something? should I be further along type of thing? And a lot of the, the talk of imposter syndrome and and things of that, that have just sort of been prevalent. And I'm thankful for in the last 10 years of, of trying to figure out where, where I need to be, where Mm -hmm. I should be. And a lot of it's having to been having to pull back from like social media and realize, uh, some people have been at the right place at the right time with an extremely talented and it's sort of catapulted them and, Mm -hmm um i i pulled back on the reins you know almost 10 years ago when we were like yeah we're going to start a family um and realizing i had to shift focus It's like i couldn't be on all the time for my career type type of thing and not see my 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 kids um and so n- it's one of those catch 22s like i never wanted it to be one of those things where my kids felt like i resented them mm-hmm. for my career position and i never wanted to resent my children for what could have been type of thing. Like I I made the decision to start a family and that's, you know, raising, uh, bold and, and grace, gracious women is sort of my priority and Mm -hmm. the day job and career type of is, is what allows me to provide and facilitate some of that, that, um, but, um, yeah, just, trying to find my footing. Mm-hmm. I guess it's sort of where I, I'm at. Uh, definitely made some mistakes. Some have been horrendous and funny, <laughs> and others have just been stupid, like putting a period at the end of a web address, like .com, period. <laughs> and my boss just sort of looked at me like, you're an idiot. I'm like, I'm sorry, just habit. I ended this, the thought and the sentence, I put a period. Spellcheck's not going to catch that. No. Um, but uh, But yeah, so... So yeah, that, say, yeah,
0: yeah. So you'd say basically, you know, it sounds like a more recent, um, you know, struggle that you're facing is just sort of deciding where to go and, and, and sort of what's next. Would you say?
1: Yeah, and I think some of that I I'd set myself up uh, not for failure, but the the whole idea or the adage of it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. Like that pissed me off in college and i i sort of i guess i heard it earlier like in high school type of thing and i in my mind i was like no i'm always going to work to do the best work i possibly can and and Mm -hmm. i'm going to get noticed and hired for my ability i'm not going to get hired on somebody else's dime or on somebody else's back or work type of a thing completely missing the whole idea of that saying is you know somebody's going to know somebody that needs a project or you know and be like hey i need a guy that does x y and z and it's like oh yeah i know chris and johnny and beth and sue there's four people that would be able to do this um you know better than i would be able to they' you know that's their their discipline type of a thing and mm-hmm. that didn't i didn't put that together till maybe like six years ago and sort of light bulb sort of went off and i'm like man i'm you know 13 years into the you know 10, 11 years into this career type of a thing. And I'm just now realizing uh, that that's what that means. It was more about the relationships that, that you were building over your college and your earlier career that was going to open the doors and be able to go like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's how some of the biggest freelance projects of my, my career have come about is just by, being friends with people playing Mm and playing in bands and going to shows and things of that nature was like, Hey, for Y and Z, if you'd be interested, would love to see what you could do. And, you know, just one thing leads to another and yeah, just constantly leaving impressions and uh, like business card memories with people and be like, Oh yeah, you know, call, call this guy, call that gal and, and, they'll, they'll treat you right. they they know what they're doing. I've interacted mm. with them on X, Y, and Z. I've seen what they've done with X, Y, and Z. And, um, I think they would be a real good fit. So, um, yeah,
0: definitely. That's, um, you know, it's all about that reciprocal relationship value. Um, yeah. you know, How can you help others excel and how can others help you excel? And you know, just giving back value into those relationships, um, time and value.
1: As I say relationships is is definitely the crucial i it, it like looking back on it now, like it's technically networking that I've been doing for the last you know sixteen years, but it was never i never went at it from that regard. I always mm-hmm. was just looking to 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 befriend whoever it was that I was talking to type of thing and um mm-hmm. uh, the work always came years down the road type of thing when we were just mutually invested in one another. It, as as friends type of a thing so got it so
0: doc i'm gonna get a little bit more specific now and i want to hear about a design or a project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result um what was that like how did that feel can you take us to that story
1: yeah i mean anytime you uh, serve up a steaming pile of disappointment it feels great right
0: <laughs> absolutely
1: um, this is kind of like uh man and say the first two that i that that come to mind other than the the putting a period at the end of a URL or email address that's just stupid <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh um man the uh okay a funny one is uh I think last year of college or whatnot i was I was working at a summer camp um, with my my dad was a camp manager and yeah. uh I sort of got the the sweet gig of doing the the camp t-shirts for the you know the five summers that i was working there and and whatnot and um they they had just installed or built a like a climbing tower zip line type of a thing and cool. it was it was like oh yeah we want it to be like this and that and it was totally up my alley with the the scare, surf skate you know grunge Look and I'm like, oh yeah, this will be great, and I'll have all of the the splatters and the the house you know industries typefaces and or something along the lines of a bad house or something like that typeface mm-hmm. and um and uh it was it it was a like a church summer camp type of thing, so it was they were you know talking about getting a grip uh, on your your faith type of a thing and, and and getting into it and then making it yours as opposed to just being regurgitated from who whatever you l- had learned growing up type of a thing. And so I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, real, real happy with it. And this was back before like the photo mock-ups were a big thing. Like I just had roughed out, like here's a rough t- shape of a t-shirt, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, put it on there, got it approved type of thing. And I was so excited. I got the call like, hey, yeah, the shirts are here and we're handing them out. And it was, you know, the first day of the, the, senior senior high was the first week of camp and I, I rolled into camp and uh was just like where are the campers I want to see the shirts on the campers anybody got one on and uh the first camper that I saw uh was a you know teenage girl come bounding around the corner of the gym and uh get a grip is printed right on her breast and I'm just sort of like
0: <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs>
1: I, uh, I, yeah, I made a, a a camp grope me t-shirt. So that, that was, I got so much crap from like the camp counselors and, and a couple of my buds that were, you know, deans and things like that, then dads and stuff like that. They're like, who did that shirt? I'm like, I did. And you're like, I know why you're an idiot. (laughs) Did you not think about this? Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, so. I I mock up any and all T-shirt designs, always on a female mock mock. Up for, <laughs> just for, for safety, just to yeah. know
0: what I'm doing. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Goes gosh. back to the uh,
1: the 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 vehicle designs and like yeah, you you mock it up for for any potential problems.
0: Yeah. Okay. So finish that story for me. Did the T-shirts get recalled and like they're back in the pile or? Nope.
1: They are out there in the wild. <laughs> I'm sure it was one of those things that the, the there were a lot of them ended up at the goodwill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right after camp. Yeah, yeah we're just gonna uh, move
1: yeah. on from this shirt. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guys the guys totally got off scot free. It's like, oh yeah, it's just a uh, cool, grungy, get a grip t shirt type of thing. But uh all the all the young ladies that went home with the t shirt mom and dad were just sort of like, Where did you not get- in this house?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so.
1: All right, that's perfect. Um
0: I want to turn this bus around now for you. And I want you to tell us now about a project that you've been a part of that you are the most proud of the one that just makes your heart sing.
1: Man. Um, I feel, I I feel like it's been sort of a social experiment, honestly, for like the last decade, um, with building relationships with people and, and whatnot. Um, but, uh, I know this this I guess it feels like a cop out by saying like my kids are like the important project that I'm working on it's always going to be like the thing that outlives me. Mm-hmm. Like they will be around a lot, lot longer than you know than I will be hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um and the I think that their lives and how they treat people will have a lasting Im- impact on the world far more than anything that i've ever created mm-hmm. for a print standpoint but um i don't know if that's a cop out answer let me see if i can think of something uh
0: no and i want to actually ask you a little bit about that how old are your kids uh
1: my oldest is nine and my youngest is one and a half so i got a, a seven and a f- just shy of four as well so
0: got to. So are are any of them showing that sort of creative tendencies that you might have shown when you were younger
1: yeah uh, a lot of uh pretty much all of them. Uh, our youngest does finger painting with food in her hair uh, currently. Um, but my oldest two are into the, the drawing and um, story storytelling right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, trying not to push stuff on it, but they you know, they come in and they'll see me drawing and they're like, Dad, you're a good drawer. And it's like, well, I've been doing it for a lot t- longer than you, know, you have. And a lot of it is sort of said with sort of the this emotion of i i'm not that good so i'm gonna stop And i'm like no 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 you got to keep at it the only way that you get better is to to learn from mistakes and to continue to do things and you know uh, repetition type thing so um but uh yeah so trying to to foster that comic books are sort of a common bond right now with them with the storytelling and the images and uh things of that nature so
0: very cool um, Doc, what is one design product, tool, website, or a community that you just can't live without?
1: Oh, man. Uh, as far as design products, um, Astute Graphics for Illustrator, Adobe Illustrator mm-hmm. is probably the design product that I, I can't – it definitely makes life a lot easier. I actually um, just
0: interviewed uh, Dave Clayton a couple, oh, a couple right episodes on. ago. Yeah,
1: Love Dave, yeah. He, he has been, uh, oh man, like a big brother teddy bear type of person for me. <laughs> um, that? but, um, uh, but yeah, uh, as I say, as far as a tool goes, like, uh, my camera and uh website would be AID network, uh, adventures in design, uh, podcast type of thing. And then, mm-hmm. um, that community and the creative South community have been just immense in, um, finding friends, finding safe places to share openly about successes and failures and Mm -hmm. not have the judgment, um, being passed as to, well, if you, you know, just had your crap together, this would all work out. And Mm -hmm. if you did not add four kids, this would have all worked out. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, Parents in those communities that are, you know, doing the best they can to provide scratch that creative itch and push themselves creatively. Like it's a it's a lot uh, yep. that I don't think I was aware of, you know, starting out like t- living the the I don't want to live a double life of, of being a creative and a parent type of thing, but it definitely like they collide more often than they live in sync. Yes, I would 100 percent agree. Um, not always a bad collision, but there's definitely a collision almost daily. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, you could just describe it as a conflict because not all conflict is bad. That Okay. Like, yeah. Right. Like I would, yeah. I would view it You know, there, there's a conflict and some, in, you, you know, as the, the guy trying to balance that and playing that father role as provider financially, but also, you know, here's what Dave really wants to do, or here's what yeah. doc really, you know, fulfills Dave or doc. Um, you know, there's many, many times where you need to decide which part of you are you going to satisfy yeah. right
1: now? Yeah. Which hat am I going to wear? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So
0: I, I know that feeling. I'm living that life.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
0: It's, yeah. It's
1: been good to have that community to, to commiserate and to celebrate and to, you know, yeah.
0: Yeah. Just to share and, 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 uh, Yeah, just to share with, right? So you don't feel like you're just this crazy guy alone trying to do it all.
1: Yeah, 100%. Cool.
0: Um, Doc, you've made it to the point of the show for the Ask It Forward question, man. Okay. I have a question for you for my last guest, and you get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. All right. So saying that. My last guest was Jacob Gass from Just Creative out of Australia. He also does the Just okay. Creative blog. Yeah, um, and oh I boy, didn't know this, this is about him. Be a thinker one, yes. Yeah, sit on down. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was actually a digital nomad for over three years, traveling the world, doing design and creative, and building his design blog and finding gigs. And he actually just finished rebranding San Francisco, like the city. Yeah. It's like, so he was the guy who did that logo. Um, And he'd like to ask if you were to die today, stick with me. (laughs) (laughs) What would you want to be said about you?
1: Oh, man. Jeez. Uh, I'm going to strangle you if I ever meet you in person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man, that's a good question. Um, What would I want to be said about me if I was to die today? Um, that I cared more about people than I did my portfolio. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. I think yeah. Going back to what I was saying about the kids outlast and mm-hmm. outliving me, I think that sort of would speak to that as well. So Definitely. yeah, I'll go with that.
0: <laughs> yep, I say that fits. Nailed it. All right. Um. So now, what's the question you would like me to ask the next guest?
1: Um. All right. Um. What. Like like we were talking about imposter syndrome earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize apparently that it had been sort of coined in 1978. Oh wow! Uh, um, like Clance and Eames, I believe, wrote a paper on it, and it was sort of dubbed the imposter phenomenon. And uh, so, like 41 years later, we're we're finally getting to the point where we're openly talking about imposter syndrome type of thing, and and I. I don't want it to be another 40 years before we start doing something about it. Mm-hmm. So I would like to ask your next guest, uh, what are you doing to beat or combat imposter syndrome? Nice. I like that one. So let me turn that
0: around on you now, Doc, for a sec here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to beat or combat imposter syndrome?
1: Uh, I... It was, I guess, a couple of months at this point, but I realized that as a – just sort of who I am, and Mm -hmm. I think this is a a fairly safe blanket statement for for, uh, designers, creatives, makers, thinkers type of people, Mm -hmm. that we are never satisfied with what we know today. We're always hungry and thirsty to learn more about the world around us, how Mm -hmm. things work, how things operate, you know um and i realized that i won't be the final completed version of myself till i'm 6 feet under mm-hmm. and so i need to stop comparing myself to the people that i'm comparing myself to the you know the social media you know aspect of that but it's okay to look up and find mentors and heroes and things like that of of you know mile markers of you know this is success for them and this is how they got there and achieved it. And I am not necessarily on that same path, don't necessarily have those same end goals in mind, but um, I, I can, you know, again, pulling from uh, Mark Berkey quote of copy paste some things from everybody's careers and paths and things like that. You can't select all copy paste um, and just sort of realizing that, yeah, I, I need to be, defining success for myself more clearly and so when the the imposter syndrome sort of rears its head it's like no this is on this is on par it's maybe happening a little sooner than i was expecting it type of a thing Mm -hmm. um you know i had you know projected you know another another year and a half or, or whatnot out from where i am now but um then just sort of taking ownership of that excitement and and thinking about it as excitement as opposed to to being scared of it uh, just mm-hmm. sort of that mental shift that you can basically command your body to to start processing fear and excitement as excitement since they're essentially the same you know neurological response that your body mm-hmm. produces and just sort of train your brain to go i'm excited about this as opposed to going i'm terrified about this mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, just sort of framing it that way as I'm not done uh, building the best version of myself yet, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm excited to see what the next challenge is.
0: Yeah, I love that answer. And you know, since I forced you into that corner, I think it's only fair that I, <laughs> that I speak up a little bit. Um yeah, the, the struggle with imposter syndrome is a daily thing in my personal life anyways. And um, the, some of the ways that I'm combating that, and specifically to do with this podcast and the Print Design Academy, which I've just recently launched. Yeah, congratulations. Is, thank you. I've been in the print industry and working alongside designers for 15 years you know, so I have many, all of my friends are designers, so we're all creatives, but I am not a designer. I, there's a certain, there's a st- a wall somewhere in the creative creativity that I just can't get over as far as the artistic and creative side in the doing. the, ideas and the out there stuff and the things that I want to create just because and to get a reaction out of people and to help them through things to learn something or to be entertained. Um, That's where I really excel. So I've, I've struggled with that. I'm not a designer. Why am I talking to designers and illustrators? I can't do that. And you know, reassuring myself that just because I can't draw as good as as um, you can, just because I can't create logos as good as other people, um, doesn't mean that I'm not um, eligible to be a part of this creative community.
1: Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. I I think the far too often people looking at a a crowded table or what they perceive as a crowded table and there's mm-hmm. not room for them in, uh, to pull up a seat at the table mm-hmm. um, is extremely unfortunate. And I, I hope that um, designers that are getting up in their career uh, start realizing that they're further along in their career. Uh, that was a realization I had here in the last two years is mm-hmm. I was looking at everyone as a peer or a, you know, a couple of years down the road from me and in reality I was finding out I'm a solid 5 to 10 years older <laughs> than a lot of the designers that I was like, "Oh yeah, we're buds." Yeah. Uh and I I, I was realizing I was doing a piss-poor job of bringing them alongside me and reaching back and going, "Don't make the same mistakes I did by, you know, X, Y, and Z." Whoa. And um it, it, being able to to realize that we are smarter and further along in our careers and have more to share and to say than we give ourselves credit for, mm-hmm. uh, I think I hope that there'll be a, I don't know, the <laughs> a creative awakening type of thing where mm-hmm. we we start realizing we've got more to offer. Uh, the community, and a lot of that will come by sharing the information and and making sure that the next generation of of thinkers and makers uh, don't necessarily they're going to have their own set of pitfalls and struggles. And mm-hmm. if we can sort of create stepping stones to help uh, navigate that minefield, I think mm-hmm. uh, in a couple of generations we'll have a much healthier. I hope we have a much healthier creative community because. We're all going to struggle with uh, uh, being our worst critic and, mm-hmm. and things of that nature, and just sort of the the mental health that that comes along with beating yourself up, beating yourself up after you lay it all out on the line and then put it out there for the world to critique and bash, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, so I, I hope that yeah, in the next you know few generations that we start. Uh, evolving to have much tougher skin, um, and being able to balance the, the confidence and, uh, and things of that nature as, you know, not to get to the cocky side of things, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, but having that confidence to stand and go, yeah, I, I gave you three of the best options I possibly could. You, you went with that option. It's, I, I still see it as a valuable, um, even though, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever. Mm-hmm. So.
0: I love it. Doc, I could talk to you for hours here, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, thank you so much for being a part of the Quickie Podcast. I'm really looking forward to asking that question of my next guest.
1: Awesome. Well, I look forward to hearing hearing what the, what the answer is. Thanks for again for having me on. All
0: right, everybody. That is the end of my interview with Doc Reed, both part one and two. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. If you dig what you hear on the podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. They make me smile. They make me happy and I'd appreciate it. So thanks again and I'll be back tomorrow. See ya.